Good morning, Barisha Salim Rayri. Nunvavo Mateis. We just finished the story with Barhedia. We met his nasty end. At the end of it, uh, he was tied to two cedar trees. And obviously, as it uh, went up, as the cedar trees opened up, obviously his body split, uh, split, split through the middle and according to the Gersh of the Bach, Rava said, until his head actually split, uh, I won't be mochal him. And therefore, they went all the way up and his head split open. And that the Ben Yoyada says, Pshat is, is, uh, is Pshat in that dream where he had the, uh, about, Rava told Bahedja, I had the dream that my head split open and my brain fell out. And Bahedja gave him the interpretation, don't worry, all that means is the, the feathers from your cushion will fall out, which we said was a bit of an interesting interpretation. So the Ben Yoyada, that is because Bahedja realized that it didn't refer to Rava, it referred to Bahedja himself. So there would come a time that his head was split open and his brain was pulled out. Mm. He split into obviously the brain was pulled out and therefore he didn't want to give it a proper interpretation so he sort of popped him off with, with uh, an interpretation which had, which had no meaning. But nonetheless, Robert had cursed him and therefore he uh, did meet this nasty ending. So taking up now, uh, four lines down in the bottom of this, Shoal Ben Domo, Ben Doma asked, Ben Doma, Ben Ben Doma, who was the nephew, the son of the sister of Rabbi Yishmael, asked, it's Rabbi Yishmael, he asked his, uh, his uncle, Rabbi Yishmael, he said, I have, I've had various dreams, I want to know what they mean. I saw my two jaws that they dropped out. What does that mean? So Omas, he said, Shenei Gedudei, Roimi Yoatu Alechoro, the two um, armies, guerrillas of, of Rome, have taken counsel to uh, bring harm upon you. Well, Mesu, but they died, presumably because the jaws is the mouth, the mouth which speaks, uh, well, potentially good and potentially bad. And in this case, it was the bad, they've spoken about harming you, and both those jaws, the two armies, as we're interpreting it, have, uh, have dropped out, so I know their plans will not come to anything. Omare Bar Kapora Bar Kapora the Rebbe. Bar Kapora said to Rebbe, Ro'isi chaitmi shenoshar. I saw in a dream that my nose dropped off. So Omare Isi said to him, what that means is, Charoin af nistalik mimcho. That the burning wrath, presumably of our Kodesh Baruch Hu, has been removed from you. Again, we talk about Kharein Af. Why is it, it Kharein Af? Because at least the way people perceive it, there's smoke coming out of the nostrils, or somebody who's fuming. So therefore it's called Kharein Af. So the Af is the nose, and the idea here is that the fact that the nose has dropped off shows that that burning anger of our Kodesh Baruch which was burning against you, has been removed. Omalisi said to him, by Kaporo Asrebi, he said, Ro'isi Shnei Yodai, I've seen my two hands and they've been cut off. What does that mean? So Amalesi said to him, You won't need to come on to rely upon your, the mighty or dime that you've, or, or, of yourself, in other words, your work. You'll have Paranosa without that. On the base, about ten lines down or so, then Omale, he said to him, Barakapara said to Rebbe, and by the way, this is the one who had a few dreams. The previous one was on, obviously only one dream. But he said to him, Ro'isi shenei raglai shenikzu. I saw my two legs that they were cut off. So Omale, he said to him, Al sus ato You're going to ride on a horse. In other words, you're going to ride up to Gadus. You won't need your legs anymore, so to speak. You'll be riding on a horse. Omare, he said to, so, so, he said to him, Chazoi, I saw, the Omri that they said to me, but Ador, me said, you're going to die in Ador, Nisan lo chazit, and you will not see Nisan. This could be that time when Ador was fast approaching. What does that mean? So Omare, so Rebbe said to him, what that means is, but Adrusa me you will die in Ador, sorry, not you will die in Ador, you will die with Adrus. Adrus means, Kavait, Gedula, 
Um, we find that Azor is a very powerful tree. We, 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 we say it protects all the fruit inside of the Gemara Beit says. So, Badrusam Isat, you'll die with this Kaved Vahadar, Veloy Osit Lide Nisoye. Expression Nisan, you won't come, you won't see Nisan means you won't come to any test. In other words, you won't be presented with any test that you're going to fail in. You can see, by the way, the way Rebbe has been able to switch it all around for the good. These all look quite, uh, quite ominous. His hands being cut off, his legs being cut off, dying, nose falling off. But all these, the previous case, the, um, the two jaws dropping out, and these are all interpreted in a positive light. This is very often the case in dreams. You can see something which looks one way, and when taken to a dream interpreter, can mean completely the opposite. Very much like uh, Rabbi Yudha said, that a person shouldn't act on his own, assuming a dream must mean uh, something bad, and start fasting on it without going to ask somebody who knows about dreams, because very often, in his case, he was talking about, he said, it's just the work of a demon, and it means absolutely nothing, you're just, you're just playing into their hands. So, Omalei Hahu there was a certain Suzuki that he said to Rabbi Yishmael to Rabbi Yishmael. This is very interesting because this is all about the past. Okay, you're going to see. There was a certain Suzuki. He said to Rabbi Yishmael, I saw that I was giving to drink, I was giving oil to drink to the olives. What does that mean? Giving olives, olive oil to the olives. So Omanisi said to him, that means Boadimon. It must be you had relations with your mother. That olive oil which comes from the olives, the mother, the olive, the olive oil is the child. It's the offshoot of the olives. And you were giving it back to the olives, you were giving it back to your mother. You were born in it. Omar, he said to him, Chazoi, I saw, the kotifli kechavo. That I uprooted a star. I took a star and just took it out of the sky, I suppose. So Omar, he said to him, Ba'i Yisrael ganav. That must mean that you, you kidnapped a Jewish, a Jewish child, a Jewish person. We know the Kali Yisrael are compared to the stars. So you saw yourself uprooting a star, that must be what you've done. So Omari said to him, Chazoi debal ati lekechava. I saw that I swallowed the star. So Omari said to him, that must mean, by Yisrael Zavante, that you sold that Jew, the Ochals Ledome, and you ate his value, in other words, you sold him for money and you spent that money on food and ate it. So in that sense, you've eaten the star, you've eaten the cloud, you've eaten that Jew. So Omar said to him, Chazoi Einai Adodi. I saw my eyes, they kissed one another. I saw my eyes kissing one another. So Omar said to him, That means, you've had the relationship with your sister. Now, by the way, you can see from all of this, you can see the way he interprets everything this time negatively. This, to a certain extent, may well support, I think it's the, the uh, Barbadell assertion, is that when you interpret dreams, you have to know the person you're interpreting for. Because, as we know, dreams can be interpreted for the good or for the bad. If you want to know the true interpretation, says uh, Barbadell, then you have to know your client. Just like a doctor, he says, who's going to diagnose Something. He has to know the history of the patient, he's got to know the age of the patient, he's got to know... In order to diagnose them, you've got to know all the symptoms, etc. And then you can diagnose it. These are just symptoms. What do they mean? I have to know a bit of background. So if you've got a Suzuki there, chances are we're talking about somebody who all these things mean something negative. Whereas in the previous case where, where you had Barakapora, Rebbe said, well, most of these things, obviously, all these things are going to be something positive. So anyway, what's this eyes, what's eyes got to do with... with uh, being Barachayse. So I'll tell you, the Ben Yoda says, he says that the, we know obviously a child, Ben Yahu in fact, Ben Yishchai still does, he says that a child is the result of the Zera Ho'ab, the Zera Ho'ab, the seed of the father and mother. But with the father, the seed is also, so to speak, a product of the eye. It has a lot to do with the eye, apparently. Such that Chazal say 
the Zerah Shel Odom takes away one five hundredth of his, of his eyesight. That's what we're told. So he says that the, uh, a boy is the right eye, that's what he says, and a girl is the left eye. And he says, that's why people call their children, first time is Ur Enai, the light of my eyes. I mean, the English thing is probably the apple of my eye. Or something like that, apple of his eye. But um, perhaps it comes from that, I don't know, one comes from the other, I don't know. But um, he says, so therefore when you saw the two eyes, one being born the other, that's an idea, one's the right eye and one's the left eye, that's the son and the daughter. And they're kissing each other, that's the sign that bore Allah Chayseh. The brother was born on his sister. As an aside, the Meshachachma says, in fact, before, before, before I come to that, um, with, this, with, with this idea, something which occurred to me, is that we say, the Gemara says, that a person's eyesight, he loses his eyesight during the week because of his footsteps, his large footsteps, how much, what does he lose? Again, he's always one five hundredth, interesting enough. One five hundredth of his eyesight. What should he do? He should look at, or drink from the Kiddush wine, or dollar wine, whatever it is. Um, that's, that's what he should do. Now, the, the, the thing is, in the wine, there's different things which, which come off it. Now, especially if you say Havdolah, although it says Kiddush, if you, especially if you say, that's right. But especially if you say Havdolah, I think it's particularly interesting. You know why? What do we, we call the sun is Barah Kari Da'avuah. The son is referred to as the feet of the father. So I presume, I mean, it could well be why we choose that limb is because your feet move you from one place to another. They're the continuation. The son continues the passage of time moving. When the father leaves this world, the son continues on. Their legacy continues on through the son. So, um, so through the footsteps, one loses one five hundred. So he says, how do you get that back? With Abdullah. Why Abdullah? Because when is it by Tamidia Chachomim, when is Mitzvah Soino? It's Friday night. Mitzvah Soino of Tamidia Chachomim, it's Friday night. So therefore, whichever, either you can look at it like that, but he loses one five hundredth of his eyesight on Friday night. Therefore, at Havdola, that's the time to gain it back. To re- revamp that. Or, another possibility, if it, if it goes into Kiddush, it's Dafka before Friday night. There's an Indian saying, Kiddush, Mekadish, this, uh, this whole Indian, Zohar Vashomo, all goes into it, and all sorts of, I believe, Kabbalistic ideas in this, Zohar Vashomo, that's all about Kiddush. So again, it would be particularly uh, interesting to, to see that connection between the eyes again, and, um, and the idea of progeny, etc. But this, this idea we find, the Meshachachm already notes, that you find this, for example, in, there's a Gemara in Gittin, which says, Eini Eidadana Nafshi, Amy the Nafshi in the Sugya in the Sugya in Sugya in Gitten to do with uh, Tishabov. What does Amy the Nafshi? The Gemara says that, that means it was the daughters, in fact particularly interesting because it was uh, Rabbi Shmuel. The daughters of Rabbi Shmuel came to sorry, the son and daughter of Rabbi Shmuel. Yeah, one, one, one of the kinnas of that, a very, very sad story. That they were captured. The son and daughter were captured. Young son and daughter one to one master, the other one to another master, and they didn't realize, you know, the, 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 um, the, the, the person who had captured, who had bought, I suppose, bought as a servant, as a slave, the son of Rabbi Ishmael, he met this other person, he said, ooh, do you know, he was singing the praise, I've got the most beautiful, maybe we know Rabbi Ishmael came up with particularly beautiful as well, as you'll see further on, discussing with Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, that uh, the daughter of the, the Roman head, whatever it was, wanted, his, uh, wanted to preserve that beauty. They t- took off his skin. See you more about that on the Zion on the day. Um, but the, the uh, so his son, he's just such a beautiful son, such an amazing chain, etc. And the other one said, oh, but you haven't seen the one I've got. I've just bought a young girl. She's mamish like the face of the, you know, like, like the moon singing. So he said, how about, I've got a brilliant idea. Let's see Mizabe, let's make a shidduch here. We'll put them in a room together tonight. And over the night, whatever it is, and eventually they have children together, and we'll split the children. Brilliant idea. So they put them into the room together that night, and the son was crying away there. He said, the son of a Cain Godel, 
How can it be he's falling to such a level he's got to be bought al shifcha with a maid servant to have a relationship? And there she was standing in her corner of the room, crying over her plight, the daughter of a king god still didn't realise who they were. And it came the light of morning and they saw each other and they hugged each other. And it says they cried until their souls left them. A very, very sad story. And that's Amy Olalad and Nafshi, and it's Yirmiyot, crying there over the, over the, the righteousness. And it's very, it's a very, very powerful Gemara. What is Amy Olalad and Nafshi? So the Meshach Ochma, I just saw yesterday, Amy Olalad and Nafshi, that's the son and the daughter. My eyes! Who are the eyes? It may literally mean my eye, but it's not an eye. But the, the idea is that refers to the son and daughter, the right eye and the left eye. That's what the Meshach Hachman says. It occurred to me as well another Gemara, also on that topic. Any other than Nafshi Mikol I think we've mentioned this Gemara. Gemara in Baba Kama. The house of Rabbi Gamaliel had a thousand children. We said, and after the thousand children. So, so, I think it was Rabbi Shimon Gamliel saying, there's only two who are left. There were 500 who were experts in Torah, 500 who were experts in, in Chotmas uh, Yavonis. Yeah, we mentioned this recently. And, and out of all of those, there's only two left. Just me, myself, and one other. That's any other than Afshi again. It's one five hundred, isn't it? After the 500 experts in Torah, I'm the only one left. After the 500 experts in Yovanis, there's only one left. I think it, the other one was from the Chofmas Yovanis side. There's only one 500 left. That's why Amy Olulad and Nafshi. Because it's actually been flipped around. Normally the son, the daughter, is one 500th of the eyesight of the parent. Here we're only left with one 500th of what, what once was. That's Amy Olulad and Nafshi. Let me just share with you one... I'll share with you a few very interesting interpretations of the Rebiyotah Pataya. You mentioned yesterday, in the Shabbat Shea, Rebiyotah Pataya, he was a amazing Mekubal, as we said, a Mekubal, Mekubal, he was a genuine Mekubal, who lived, I mean, still within, within less, less than, I think, a hundred years ago, he was, he was Nestor. And um, he wrote a statement called Minchas Yehuda, as we mentioned, he speaks about all these things. Then, in passion, the case, he writes some very interesting stuff about dreams. At the end of it, he says, "Let me tell you a few maisim shahoyu. Let me give you a few few." Uh, he says, "I'll tell you the dream interpretations as they came out." And he says, "You never know. Maybe people will be able to learn from them, get an inkling into how to uh, how to interpret their own dreams a little bit." He does write though that most dreams, the interpretations have to be based on kabbalah. So that's why it's a little difficult. But, and there's one of them which mentions, mentions this idea of the eyes. So just pick out that one for the time being. He says there was, he says there was uh, one time, he says in our city there was a place, you know, Devel. There's a, a terrible um, epidemic there. And there was a certain time of the who was called Yechezkar Aparsi. He lived in our yeshiva, Pataya. He had a father, a mother, a brother and a sister. And one night, his mother was struck by this epidemic. The next morning, she died. So, so interestingly enough, in those days, there was no, perhaps because of the number of people who were dying, there was no shiva, there was no avedas. The, the next night, this Talmud Chacham saw in, saw in a dream that the right eye of his father had been taken out. So he assumes, what does that mean? He got a mother. Because who's the right eye? That's the son. We just said, the right eye is the son of the father. He's the Ben Abachar, I think he said. He's the Akhra Adai, he's the right eye of his father. He got all nervous, that meant he was going to die. So he went along to Rabbi Yudha and he said, Rabbi Yudha said, I'll tell you what this dream means. It's referring to the Tfilin of your father. There's a, there's, there's a Tzul in the Tfilin of your father, in the Shalrosh, in the head. That's why it's the right eye. He says, and I can tell you where the Psud is. The Psud is in the second parasha, in Vahoyoki Iviyacha. He says that's based on, based on Soid, you know, the right is always to do, to do with, uh, with, with uh, Chesed. That's the second parasha, let's just take it, that's fine. And, 
it's got a connection to the eye as well, by the way. That's, that's how he's not just making these things up. It's to do with the eye. It's to do with the gematria of the Shema Havaya, which come in there. There's five times the Shema Havaya comes in there. Five times 26 is gematria eye. It's gematria 130. So he says, I know it's referring to that parasha. And he says, not only that, I can tell you where the psalm is in that parasha. It's in the... Um, it's in the first line. Because it's written in that first line, the word Vela Avri Sefer. So, the Tamakotham says, no, that can't be. He says, my father had his fill in checked just this last month. So, it can't be. So, the Yudha said to him, he said, bring me your fill bring me your father's fill I'll show you. He brought him his fill in, says, he untied his fill under the stitches, opened them up. Went straight to the second parasha, took it out, opened it up. And he said, I showed this to the whole Yishpinei Yeshiva. And what did I find? The oath kaf. The letter kaf in Vela'avu was broken. The, 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 the uh, roof of it was actually snapped. And therefore it looked like a nun, a nun, a nun sophist, and ends a nun with a dot next to it. Instead of reading Bala'avi Serf, I now read Bala'avi Sin. Yeah? Interesting, because Nun and Chaf is makes up Kamachia 70 as well. He doesn't write that, but uh, it's just something that occurred to me. But anyway, he says that I was particularly happy with this, with this interpretation, because he says it's in the word itself. It wasn't just on the line where Bala'avi Serf It's in the word itself, Bala'avi Serf. A remnant is to do with your father. What you, what, what you were seeing there was your father's tefillin, and he says it was a pella be'inei They were amazed at this dream interpretation. That's the one about the, the eye. So you see, you see this idea about the eye being the sun, but in this case it didn't. It can also mean the tefillin of the, of the father. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll just... just uh, at the same, the, same, the same time, I'll just share, share with you just one or two other short ones and I'll save the, the one or two longer ones to, to the end. He says, another time, there was a woman who came to him, also I suppose this, this, this is to do with uh, sort of the progeny, so this, this is the relevance here at least. There was a woman who was pregnant, she came to him, and she said she saw in a dream that her husband went to the base Forest, went to the cemetery, and took out from there his dead brother and brought him home. And she was arguing with us and saying, get him out of the house. And he took no notice of, her, of, of him, took his dead brother up to the roof and buried him in the roof. So says Rabbi Yudha Patai, I'll tell you what it means. He, she said, he said to her, tell me, how many stairs are there from the ground, whatever it is, up to the roof? So she said, I don't know. So he said, I reckon there's nine steps. So she said, no, that's impossible. There's a minimum of 12 steps. So he said, but then I can't tell you anything more. Go find out how many, more, how many steps there are and then come back and tell me. So she came back laughing and she said, you're quite right. There's nine steps there. How do you know that? He said, I'll tell you what it, what, what, what it means. Your husband's brother, in other words, your brother-in-law was Nifta. And this, you're pregnant now with a, with a male, with a child. And he is a Gilgal, or he's got some connection to the, as we know, but Yibam is very much like that. But it is, I'm not saying it's a case of Yibam here, but it is a Gilgal of his uncle's Nashon. That's what it means. And therefore you're going to call him, or you should call him by the name of his uncle. And what they're telling you is, in nine months' time, nine months from the beginning, you have a healthy pregnancy, you won't have any miscarriage, that's the nine steps. And... That's the idea, your brother is being brought back to your house, being buried in the roof, as if he's not going to die, in, the, the child won't die like his uncle, he'll stay with you in the house, he'll grow up in the house, and that's exactly what happened after nine months, she had a full-term pregnancy, she gave birth to a, to a healthy uh, male, they called him by his uncle's name, and afterwards it says she came to the base Hamedrash to, to thank him for, for, that, uh, for that interpretation. Finally, one, 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 one last dream on, on, on that note, and then we'll go back to the Gemara. There was an, he says, this is the last dream he tells here, he says there was an older woman, 
she said that she's seen in a chalom that she took out a sefer Torah from the from the heichal. In fact, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hold this one, hold this one for a second. Let's go go a little further to, to end the story first. Fine. So that's the idea of the eyes. Enough about the eyes. Let's move on. Omar lay. We're three lines down in the wide lines. Omar lay. So then the Siduki said to, um, he said to, who was it, Rabbi Yishmael, he said, Chazoi, I saw the Nashki Siara, that my, that I was kissing, I kissed, the moon. What does that mean? So Omar Aleyhi said to him, For Aleyhi Yisrael. It must mean that you had a relationship with a married woman. You know the woman is always connected to the idea of the moon, but not only that, and I'll see a married woman. Why do I see? I'm assuming this is Peshat. Because the moon, the woman, is, the wife is called the moon because she reflects the light of the husband. The Zohar, it's always like that. The Zohar represents the, the, the sun represents the Zohar, the giver, and the woman is always the, the Makabel. If you think about it in terms of childbearing, is very much like that. The husband is the Makar and the, the wife is the, the Makabel. That's why she's always referred to as the moon. You'll find it all over the place. Besides anything else, that's why women have a, spe- a, speci- uh, a special connection to the mitzvah of Kiddush HaKodesh. It's a special yontuf. There are many places that have the minag, it's already mentioned in the Shonim, that women wouldn't do melacha on Rish Kodesh. There are women who, I believe nowadays, still do not. They have the minag, they don't do work on Rish Kodesh. Anyway, so that's the connection, so it must be an HSC as well. So Omar then he said to him, Okay, I saw myself treading and I was walking through the shade, sorry, the shadow of a myrtle. What does that mean? So Omar Rabbi Shmuel said to him, That means you've had a relationship with a Narahamayrosa, a betrothed woman. Why? What's that got to do with a myrtle? Because we know, something Kasubos, that when a woman, a virgin, a basura, got married, they would make a whole thing of, of myrtles. Myrtles was, was the way of sort of the, uh, the simon, they make a chupa shaladas, they call it hinuma. Her head is uh, left uncovered. It was to show that she is a basura. That's what they used to do. That's the Indian of, of, um, of the Mursa. And therefore, the fact that you saw the Dorif and Al-Sunna, the Osa, in the shade of the, of the Mursa, must be that you had a relationship with a Nara Mursa. She said a Basura, she said only betrothed. So, Omale, then he said to him, he said to Rabbi Shmuel, Chazoi Tuna Me'irada, I saw something very strange. I saw that the shade, the shadow, was above me, for whom it yet the Mursa was below me though. Truth is, you probably could also say "vuhumetatoi" could also mean that he said, "I saw the shadow of the of the myrtle above me, and I was below." Because who is referring to himself? You find that throughout when it says "him," it means himself. So it could be. But I'm just telling you. I, I know in the the um, old school translation, they, they 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 go with "vuhumetatoi" is the myrtle. The myrtle was below me. I know every time I've come to this Gemara, I've had this topic, which, what is it talking about? It's talking about the murder, or is it talking about the person? I'm not sure if I've seen anyone who says it means the person. It's very possible I have, but I, I can't tell you for definite. I, I don't see any reason why you can't learn it like that. But fine, so it means one of the two. So, Amalezi said to him, Nishkoseich hafuf. I'll tell you what that means. When you have a relationship with the Nara Amalezi, literally your bed was turned upside down. Meaning, that you were underneath instead of being on top of her. The normal way is the man on top, and the woman underneath. And that's the idea, that you were the other way around. That's why she was above, the, the, the shadow of the, of the myrtle was above you. So Omar Lisi said to him, Chazoi Urve, Sahodri Lepurye. I saw ravens, that they were coming around my bed. It's around his bed. In other words, he's talking about himself. So Omar Lisi said to him, that what that means is, Apparently, ravens are not very faithful. So, your wife has been very unfaithful. She's had committed adultery with many men. So, Omar 
That's why all the ravens come around your bed. All these are stories. Unfaithful men come around your bed. Omanisi says in Chazoi Yoina Yoni Zahodri Lepurie. I saw lots of um, pigeons, not pigeons, uh, doves, doves coming round my bed. So Omanisi says him Noshim Harbe Timesa. You've been Matame many women. Why that comes in the we know wives are referred to as and the women to him are referred to as the Yoina. Fine. I saw that I was holding two um, doves Uparchan and they flew off. They flew away. So Omalesi said to him, that means Tarti Noshin Osav. You married two two wives. Upartinun below get. And you you sent them away, you will magarish them, you divorce them without a get. So Omali said to him, this should, right, very similarly recognize that one? Where do we have that? With Rava and Bahedya. Right, one of the things Rava saw was, when he came along alone and he said, I saw that I was holding two doves and they, um, and they, they, they uh, flew away. He said, that's a sign that your two wives, you're going to have two, two wives and you're going to divorce them. Yeah? With a get, yes. I mean, again, that's a question of, there you go, that's a perfect example of who you're dealing with. But I heard you knew you were talking about robbers, so obviously it'll be with a get. Here, um, we know that, um, that when the Siddhuki was, was talking to Rabbi Shmuel, so Rabbi Shmuel knew he was talking to the Siddhuki, it means without a get. It's got to have some negative aspect to it. So he said, you've obviously divorced him without a get. So Amalei said to him, Chazoi, I saw the Kalifna Bay. I was peeling eggs. So Amalei said to him, Shikhvei Komeshalach. That means that you obviously stripped the clothes, the shrouds, of a mace, of mason. Why? How do you see that? Because we know an egg is always associated with Arvedas. Why? Because an egg is round, doesn't have a pear, doesn't have an, a mouth. Just like Arvedas, so to speak, don't have a mouth. Especially a mace. A mace is dead, he doesn't have a mouth, he can't talk anymore. So that's why the mace is called an egg. And there with you, peeling off the, the shell, that's their clothes. You obviously stole their clothes. That's what he said to him. Again, interesting, because you're going to see further on, that with an egg, an egg can symbolise a very good thing. You see an egg in a dream, the Gemara is going to say, that it means that your, your bakosha is in waiting, it's being processed in Shomayim. And if you see it cracked, I suppose if you take off the peel as well, the same idea means that your bakosha has been fulfilled. But again, this is a question of perspective. Who are we dealing with? It's a rosha. So he says that's probably what it means. So Omale, so the Suzuki says, ha, after all these ones, now I've finally caught you out. The Suzuki says to Rabbi Yishmael, Kulu Isnuhubi. All of them, you're right, I've done. All of those. Yes, I had a relationship with my mother, Ananara, my Rosa, and I, my wife is unfaithful, I was unfaithful, and uh, all of them, as you said, except that last one. Kulu Isnuhubi Bami Hodelati. That last one is not true. That never happened. So, Vahoki, just as he was saying that, would you know it, just at that point, Asya Hai Itsa, a certain woman came along, and she said to him, Hi, Kadima de Mechasa, that coat you're wearing, literally the coat which, you're, which is covering you, the Gavroplonihu, I recognize that coat, that belongs to so and so, the Mithu's death. You took his coat. Whoops, so there you go, that's the fulfillment of the last one. Don't know why he tried to deny it, but. The myth that he said, but Ashraftin, you stripped it off him. So finally, Omale, the Siddhuki said to Rabbi Yishmael, he said, Chazoi, um, the Omridi, I saw in my dream that they, they were saying to me, Shabbat Loch Abuch, that your father has left for you, Nikseba Kaputkir, property in Kaputkir. Omar Yisra Bishmol said to him, well, we assume the name of a place. There is a, there is a place called Kaputkir, apparently. So obviously your father left, your father who's dead, in other words, 
presumably. He left you property in Kaputkia. So Omale, so Rabbi Shlomo said to him, well, first, as the doctor says, he's got to know his symptoms of the patient, I've got to know a bit of background to it. If Loch Nikhte be Kaputkia, do you have any property in Kaputkia? So Omale, so he said to him, love, no. He asked him, Ozal Abuch the Kaputkia. Did your father ever go to Kaputkia? So Omale laughed, he said, no. So in Cain, he said to him, if so, then obviously it's not to be understood literally. He says, that word Kaputki is not referring to the place. It's made up of two words. Kaputkia, the first part is like kofo. It's a notrikin. It's a play on the words. Kofo. Kofo means kashura, a bead. And then the last part, part is dakio, is like the word deko, deko. Which in, I think it's in Greek. I think these are Greek words we're saying here. Um... Yeah, the first one about kapo is in, is in either, is in Persian and Greek. This dekor is, dekor is in Greek, means asoro, it's the number 10. Anyone knows Latin? Is that? How does it pronounce? Deca. Deca in Greek, well there you go. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't go to a school which taught me to, uh, Latin, so... Ah, oh, you're right, it's in the shape. Okay. I see what you mean. Okay, yep. Deca gone, right. Okay, so, um, so he said, Deca, or whatever, how do, you, how do they pronounce it there? Deca, 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 means that's all it means, the tent. Yeah. Correct, yep. So, Zil, Chobi, Kapo, Deresh, Asora. Go check the beam at the head of, in other words, the tent beam up. So as I saw once explained, it means to account from the ground upwards, ten beams up. Shimeleos is in, you'll find it filled with money. Ozali went along, and Ashkar Shimeleos was in. He found that was exactly the case. Now, this is particularly interesting because all these dreams refer to the past. And normally we've said, dreams referring to the past, and Colin asked the question I was last week, no? That dreams referring to the past don't really mean anything because when they refer to the future, that's Nabuo. So there we said, that was the, you said the Shiva Sion, the son of the, the Nodavi Hodor. Dreams referring to the future, well, that could be one sixtieth of Nabuo. Maybe it's true, so you've got to be Khoshish for it. When it's referring to the past, that obviously is Ruach HaTodesh, it's not Nabuo. Sodashem Lideo, it's not the same thing. You don't find dreams linked to that necessarily. And therefore, you don't have to be Khoshish. That, that was the Yisodi the Shiva Sion. So I give the same answers we've got over here is the same as I gave that case over there. Which is, you're right. If somebody tells you something about the past, you don't have to be cheshish for it. Like in the case of Maita, if a person, the case we had there was, not in the Gemara, but a person had, uh, he saw in a dream, he knew that his father had left him uh, some money, didn't know where, and somebody comes along and says, I had a dream, your father came and he said, he's left the money in such and such a place, this is the amount, go along, but you should know it's Maita money. The Shaila is, what's what, what, what's with that? And we passed him in the Shulchanor, he went along, he found it, exactly the same place, exactly this is the amount of money, but he doesn't have to be cheshish, it's maita. Why? Because it's something to do with the past. So what's going on in there? The tell is posh. You're right, you don't have to be cheshish if he tells you something about the past. You don't have to be cheshish, it's maita. But if he tells you something about the past, and it's true, well then it's a true, a true interpretation, isn't it? For some reason they're telling you something about the past, a dream very often has it's got some message, message telling, you, telling you to do teshuvah, telling you to, it can be if it's the future, telling you about your potential for the future, whatever it is. In this case, you've been along, you checked, and it's true. So what you're telling me, the dream doesn't mean anything? Of course it does, because it was a true, true interpretation. But if somebody tells you something about the past, therefore says that, therefore, this is what you've got to do, Allah, if you speaking, you don't have to be cheshish for it, says the Shabbatian. But on that note, let me just share with you this last short story, and then I'll tell you one or two uh, other stories he, he uh, shares with us. He says, on, on this note, he says there was an old woman who came along and she said she saw in a dream that she took out a safe Torah from the Hegel and as she was taking it up to the almost to read from it, or seems there was a very modern Torah, uh, she was taking it up there, the licorice book, but he says, another woman came along and she snatched it from my hand. You know, as an aside, by the way, you know, in Baghdad, women used to give, used to give the shirim to the men, from behind the mechitas. It's very interesting, from the Benishchai, 
going, going back in, in, uh, in, in, uh, in time. They had some, some sort of mystery there. I'm not saying they read from the Sefer Torah with Tibur. That's how they didn't go that far. But anyway, so, so a woman came along and snatched it from her hand. So, so Ravina Patai says, I'll tell you what it means, it's poshas. We know Sefer Torah goes on, Sefer Torah is to do with a child. And you're taking up to the other means you were taking a child up to Talis Grismida. And another woman came along along the way and snatched and will, will snatch the child from you and take the child up to have the breast done. Snatch the mitzvah from you. So she said, It's amazing. That's exactly what happened two weeks ago. But I have a bit of a question she asked me. Do they show people dreams about the past? It's already happened two weeks ago. So interestingly enough, he didn't just say, well, like we've seen this tomorrow. He seems you can have things about the past, he's just telling something about the past. Maybe she was saying, well, but what, what's the meaning in it? What's, what's it got to do with me? I mean, these are telling to do for sugar or something, or to find the money. What's the meaning? What's it telling me about the past? It is about the future, so I know maybe it's, there's some message telling me, don't worry about it, whatever it is. But about the past, assuming that that's what she was asking. You don't show dreams about the past and they've got absolutely no meaning in them. So he said to her, tell me, when did you have the dream, though? She said, a month ago. Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's uh, the thing. The dream came before, the, came before it. You had the dream a month ago. The key of the dream is two weeks ago. You only came to me now. So that was the interpretation. So putting them all together, I think we could, we could conclude, just on, on this point, that dreams about the past, if it's, like, halakhically like, speaking, you don't have to take any notice. According to the Shirafi enemies. But in terms of, can a person be shown dreams about the past? Yes, he can. That you, it seems you could be from, from the Gemara. But only if they have some meaning to them. Some message. A person not showing dreams that if they mean something, unless they mean absolutely nothing. Um, but if they have some meaning, there's got to be a reason why he's being shown the dream. Even dreams about the future. Again, if they're telling him something, it must be they're telling him a, a message. That's, uh, you'll see this uh, in, a, in, in a future, in, I don't know, during the week, this, this, this idea of that's uh, sort of mentioned it on the, on the recording already, that, um, as Esther said, this idea, a dream is, it tells you something, it's telling you something, that's your potential, whatever it is, there's something in it. So therefore, it's a bad, if it's a bad person, there's no meaning, then, then it obviously, it's, uh, that, that they wouldn't show the person. Uh, so let, let, let me just sort of finish off this Indian of dreams, because um, before it goes into, the, ne- the next sugar basically, is going to go through all sorts of things. If you see this in a dream, what does that mean? If you see this, what does it mean? So let me just sort of, and I'll, for the, for, the, for the rest of the figure of dreams, I'll hand you over to uh, Colin, his capable hands, will take you to, through that figure as I'll send throughout uh, the next, uh, probably take three or four shows. But, um, I'll just finish off with, 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 with a couple of, uh, of, uh, of stories that I said with Rabbi Yudhapatai. The first one he says is, apparently he says, this may help you interpret, uh, interpret your dreams. He says, Two very, very fascinating stories. He says, the first one was looking about somebody called Yechezkel. This time he was called Yechezkel Ezra ben Moshe. He says he was an eye doctor. And he says he was also, besides being an eye doctor, he also was able to cure people's, I don't know, rheumatism, that sort of thing. But bone, bone pains. He was able to make a certain oil which he rubbed in and it helped him. Fine. He says, one time I went along to him and he said that his father had come to him in a dream. Now, his father had been Nifta, his father was called Moshe, had been Nifta 30 years ago. So he'd never seen him in a dream until last night. And just you came to me today, Rabbi Yudhapatai, he says, says, he says, his father came to me, my father came to me in a dream, and he said to me, I ask of you, my son, I want you to accompany me to the city of Botra, alone, just you and me, and I want you to do me a favor. I'm not asking you anything other than this, I'm asking you to do a favor. That's the end of the dream. This, this, this doctor, this he said, I didn't know what, what he meant by that. Now you come along, could you explain to me what's, what's going on? So he says, let me give you a bit of background. Again, a doctor has to know this, the background of the patient, the history. Who was his father? He says, you should know his father was a very, very righteous man. His name was Moshe, went by his name, he was an honor, he was a very humble person. He, had a, he said he had hatras ponim, he was somebody who was always looking for mitzvahs, in Darkabakodesh, each day he'd go from one shul to the next. There were three botikinitiyas. And sometimes he'd first go to this one, then that one to answer Kaddish, Baruch Hu, Kedusha, Amen. 
And when he'd see a zokin coming from afar, he'd sit down, so when the zokin came near him, he'd be able to stand up. And at the end of Tefillah, he'd get together all the shopkeepers, before they went out for their day's work, and he'd get them to lay Tefillah and put on Tzitzit. This was seemingly predecessor to the work of, of, uh, of the Babich. And he says that he, used, he bought from his own money, from his own pocket, he bought lots of citrus and spinning um, in order for, for this purpose. That's the background. He says, now I'll tell you what the dream meant. He turns to his son and he says, I'll tell you what this means. Your, your father died 30 years ago. There was obviously a certain, a certain mitzvah which maybe he didn't fulfill properly and he's been sent back into this world. He's a Gilgal and a certain person. And he says, this person who's been sent back into as a Gilgal, he's a very, he's got, he's got an illness either in his eyes or his feet. Either his eyes or his feet. And, um, he's going to come along to you tomorrow. He's going to be an absolute forfeit, have no money. And your father's asking you to do a table with him and treat him for now. Because he's your father. Through that, your father will get the ticket. What's the idea of Botra? What's Botra got to do with it? He says, you have to go to Botra. He'll come to you. What it means is that this won't go on. The whole story will be over within three or four days. The time it takes to go from here to Botra. That's the meaning of the dream. He says, and I'll tell you how you'll know that this person, this is the right person. He says, Nistoma could also be somebody who puts on spin and talus and spin on other people. He says, when this person comes, please send for me. I'd like to come and see this with my own eyes. I'd like to see the fulfillment of this dream. He says, Rabbi the Pataya, I went home. I got home. As I got home, a messenger came after me to call me back. This person had arrived. So Rabbi the Pataya came in. It was Taka, it was an absolute pauper there. And he said, this pauper said, he says, his line of work, he'd been dealing in sesame oil. He had many workers under him. He says, Baba Nisino Rabin. He says, sadly, I got cheated out of all my money. I'm absolutely bankrupt, absolutely penniless now. Not only that, I've got pain in my feet. I can't walk because of that. So Sajabhatai, he said to this on, he said, Tell me, could it be, could it just possibly be that maybe the reason why this happened to you is because you don't put on Talisot and you don't put on Talisot's feathers? He said, What? Me? Not only do, am I careful to put on talis and spinin, I get all my workers together every day, and I won't let them go home. Well, in fact, I won't let them get on with the day's work, in fact, he said, until they put on spinin. And when it comes to the time of Su'udah, it's at my own expense, I make sure they bench before they go back to their, to their work. Remember, we, the, a player is possible to mention. No, even though it costs me money. But, he says, therefore, I don't know why Hashem's done this to me. Then the road bay did his work on him, on his father, it turned out. He, te- he said to the khayli, he said, don't, 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 um, don't worry about it, you don't have to pay for it, I'll, I'll, it's, it's all, all on me. He gave him money, after three days, that four-part person returns his neshama to his maker. As Rabbi Yudabhatai had said, he says, that he says that doctor, as uh, sort of the postscript of that story, the doctor was very uh, pained over this. So he says, if that's what happened to my father, my father was such a righteous person, seemingly the doctor wasn't quite as, I mean, maybe not as orthodox as his father, he says, then Koshkin, I've got what to worry about. And he says, he sat in, he fasted, he did, he did visually, and he became a Tzadik God. That's the end of that story. I'll just finish off with one, the, the last story, just very briefly. He said there was a, a certain person, a certain chassid, who used to fast throughout the week. He used to fast. When it came to Shabbos, because he was eating on Shabbos, it, it uh, had a negative effect on his body, the change in the, the routine. He decided, you know what, he's going to fast on Shabbos as well. But before doing that, he was, was going to ask the Rabbanim whether he was allowed to do that. But before he, he managed to get that far, he was shown on Shabbos, so he, sh- he was shown a, a, um, uh, a dream, people came to him with two, two um, sort of, uh, bowls, one of them had fruit in it, one of them had uh, vegetables in them, and the two men said to him, get up and, get up and eat. 
And he says, no, I'm fasting. So they, they pressed him, still, he said, no way, I'm not going to eat. So the two men got all angry with him, and one of them said to the other, come on, let's go, this person obviously doesn't want to see us amazing. That was it. So obviously he was very, very, uh, by this dream, and he sent a messenger to ask Rabbi Yudha what does this dream mean? And he said, I'll tell you what it means. He says, you should know that we know that there's various, again, this is recorded in this forum, that, that uh, various people, because they didn't make their profits properly during their lifetime, they're sent back as a gilgal into food. I mean, meat, different, there's various, uh, there's a very sort of uh, sad, sad joke about it, we don't have time. But uh, the kids, uh, they're sent back into it, and the idea is that, um, that, uh, They've been sent back into the food. The middle can have a middle. The idea is they'll be given over to somebody who won't make a broth on that food. That's the idea. And um, the idea is though, if a person does get does get the food and he makes the broth properly, through that he's raising up these neshamis, he's giving them the chance for tchiyat hamitzah. So that's just kilo alalechem levada yechiyeh It's not on the bread that a person will come to tchiyat hamitzah. It's not by eating the bread. It's by the Mokta Fi Hashem, by saying the Bracha properly, that's what will, 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 will bring those Nishamis to Tchiyat Hamitim. So he says, all week you're fasting, it's very nice, but you're not fasting for any particular reason, you're, you're turning away the opportunity, you're a Chosni or somebody who will make your Brachas properly, you're turning away the opportunity of all these Nishamis inside the food, of, re- of receiving their, their second for Tchiyat Hamitim. He said, that's why, you'll note, the person in the dream didn't say, this person... Doesn't, this person doesn't want Tchiyat HaMesim. Sorry, he didn't say that he won't get up to Tchiyat HaMesim. That's not what it says. It says he doesn't want Tchiyat HaMesim. So there is a Pataya, that's the meaning in the dream. He told them, therefore, don't fast all week. And I said, I hand you over now to, uh, for, the, for, the, for the rest, well, at least for the, for the rest of the week, till so Friday, Rez Hashem, to uh, the capable hands of Khan. <laughs>